service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit macklinmotors.com for more info. Let's go! Well, it's that time of the year, isn't it, when you struggle to know what day it is, far less who's doing what in the football transfer market. So consider this a chance to catch up, not just for you, probably for Mark and myself as well. Rob McLean, Mark Guidi on on the show and you too if you fancy a football chat 0808 17 17 700 Celtic don't tend to hang about these days in getting deals done Cameron Carter Vickers went from loan to permanent transfer last week Jota could go through the same switch it seems this week and what's happening with Josip Juranovic uh, depending which rumour you read He's on the move to England, £15 million maybe, or he doesn't want to change anything ahead of going to the World Cup in November with Croatia. Um, And here's one that uh, we've heard about in the last little while. Uh, There appears to be a verbal uh, agreement, Mark, on Alexandro Bernabe, a 21-year-old left-back, playing in Argentina, and it sounds like it's a £3.75 million pounds, uh, transfer. That sounds like one could be happening. I think he's more famous in the last few days for that headbutt that got him sent off the other day. Well, he's been on Celtic's radar for, for a number of weeks now. Um, Rob, you know, they've been you know, behind the scenes, there's been a lot of negotiation going on. Celtic have had to be very patient, um, and they have been, but they're going about the their due diligence in the right way and uh, by all accounts he's a, he's a bit of a player and you know the left back area is something that Ange Postecoglou wanted addressed he wants competition there he wants to push Greg Taylor and uh, Bernabe will uh, certainly um, provide that so that's if that gets done over the next couple of days which we expect it to then um, that's another box ticked and uh, another inverted commas problem solved and, and mm-hmm. out of the way where are you on Juranovic, the, the, the um, two sides to that story? I, I mean, I, I, can, I can totally understand why there's interest in him because he was terrific. I mean, he, he missed the last you know few weeks of the season with injury, but he certainly looked apart. I mean, I think we'd all agree at approximately two and a half thousand, uh, two and a half million rather, uh, transfer fee was a bargain. Um, you know, again, another one of the, the Postacoglu success stories in the transfer market. Um, I think Celtic would be loath to let him go. But it does fit the model of you know buying it two or three and, and, and selling it 12, 15, 18, whatever you can get. So it very much fits in with what Celtic are trying to do. That said, this summer's a bit different for the club because they're guaranteed Champions League football. They're guaranteed that income, so they don't need to sell. Um, you know, it's not like they're saying, oh, you know, if we don't get the Champions League money, you know, we're mm. 25 million quid, so we better sell rather than risk having nothing or getting held to ransom with a couple of days to go and having to sell a wee bit cheaper than what you'd want to do um, again these things as well Rob depend how, how much the player wants to push an exit if at all we don't know Juranovic hasn't said anything in public so I have a feeling and we're well we've still got 
nine, ten weeks of transfer window to go. I think Juranovic will stay. Mm-hmm. I can't see him going, but you never know. What's unusual, of course, about this season is that we've got a World Cup in November. Yeah. And, and you can understand from his point of view, it would be a bit of a gamble maybe moving to a new club, maybe not immediately getting into the team and, and his position for Croatia might be under under question. Yeah, that, that's one of the ways that you can look at it if you're looking purely at football. If you want to take finances into the mix and finances are a very important part of what players decide to do and, and rightly so. Um, then Juranovic might have, you know, if, if if there is, you know, I'm not saying, you know, a proper genuine interest in him, then, you know, he could be trebling his money, Rob, in a, in a four year contract. You know, he could be going from 15 grand a week to 45 to 15 to 50 grand a week, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, you weigh that up against, you know, being settled somewhere and, and you're, you're placing the national team secure. But then you look at that and say, well, it's an extra. One and a half million pounds a year over three or four years. You know, it's five, six, seven million pounds. It's it's a lot of money. So again, these things <clears throat> um, can be very much dictated to by the players in terms of how much they want to push <coughs> an exit. But as I said, my own feeling is that, that um, he'll stay, and Celtic are certainly under no financial pressure to sell. But that said. Um, it would represent a handsome profit on a guy who's only been there for a year if they do decide to cash in. One that you were very confident about that it would happen a few weeks back and it has happened, it happened yesterday um, is Alan McGregor on yeah. the back of Conor Goldson having uh, maybe surprises a bit with that four-year deal that he's staying. Uh, Stephen Davis signing an extra year yeah. and Alan McGregor too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was always very confident that Alan McGregor would stay um, at Rangers you know, on a footballing point of view, he's, he's still got plenty to offer. From a Rangers point of view, why would you not want to keep him? You know, he's very much the first choice goalkeeper. And the evidence of last season looks as if he's got another year left in him. Absolutely no problem. Um, and for him, you know, again, for, for, for finances, you know, he'll have a lovely contract for the next 12 months playing in an environment that he's settled, play, playing for a club that he knows and loves. And for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, again, just what we're saying there, about the left-back area for Celtic, that's a problem solved that's it ticked mm-hmm. off don't need to worry about the goalkeeping situation McGregor's staying we've got John McLaughlin let's move on so you know a great bit of business for everybody but one I'm not surprised about I never had any doubt whatsoever that Alan McGregor would stay at Rangers and Rangers wanted him to stay will he play less? he may well do but he'll still be the first choice goalkeeper mm-hmm. you know, so whatever way you know Giovanni and, and, and the staff want to work it with him um, obviously see how his body goes I mean I, I, again he won't be involved with like a World Cup coming in November lovely time just to get that two or three weeks off mm-hmm. um, Rob um, so that'll be something that he'll uh, look forward to so yeah I think it'll be the number one but um, you know maybe a few games less but not like you know I put it this way I can't see um, John McLaughlin starting 16, 17, 18 games next season again I think it would be you know he'll do well to get into double digits and, and McGregor very much week to week um, will be the first choice and I guess it could be um, a season of transition as well maybe a year to think about what happens after Alan McGregor whether John yeah. McLaughlin is the heir apparent at yeah. age 33-34 or whether you know you're going to go down another road and maybe get in a young goalkeeper who can work with McGregor with a view to maybe being uh, the, the the first choice the season after next yeah and, and that's something that you know proper clubs do their forward planning mm-hmm. two or three windows in advance you know you're not planning well you shouldn't be planning six months in advance you should be planning 18 months in advance um, so yeah that's something that Rangers will look at Colin Stewart the goalkeeping coach as well no doubt will have an input 
<clears throat> but um, yeah, that, that, that would be ideal. Excuse me, my voice. <coughs> can we? Sorry about Rob. Can we send for the the water assistant? <coughs> uh, we'll, we'll get you a glass of water, or maybe a pint of lager, or whatever, whatever you, whatever your poison is at this at this time of the day. Go radio <coughs> football show, and uh, yeah, plenty plenty going on, um, and and one that has uh, broken in the last little while. <laughs> Um, is Liam Scales uh, from Celtic to Aberdeen on loan uh, for the season. Um, I think he played 13 times for Celtic last season, scored a couple of goals. Um, ex of Shamrock Rovers, uh, looked as if he needed a bit of development, but uh, in saying that, looked a, looked a pretty useful uh, player as well. Both uh, can play uh, left centre-back or left-back. Played mainly left-back for Celtic when he came on the pitch. Um, but uh, he looks as if he could be a very useful uh, addition to Aberdeen. Uh, just some breaking news that Ross County have signed uh, Jan Danda, a midfielder on a two-year contract after his departure from Swansea. Um, so Malky Mackay is is making moves uh, again as he did at this time last year. And how effective were some of those acquisitions uh, that he brought in? Because uh, they've already signed earlier on today or confirmed the signing of Victor Loturi who's 21 he's come from a Canadian team Cavalry uh, Malky Mackay sending for the Cavalry um, he will sign I think it's a three year deal with uh, with Ross County so a couple of uh, of signings made today and when you think back um, about um, some of the players who've We've seen starting for Ross County in the last 12 months, uh, the top of the pile, of course, being Regan Charles Cook and the, yeah. the impact he made. But think of Harry Clark, um, who then went to Hibs. And I'm just trying to think who he's just signed for, Harry Clark. Um, he's made a pretty good move on the back of uh, getting that showcase at Ross County. So, so, so it's working for the players, Mark, and it's working for Ross County because they finished top six and nearly made Europe. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for Malky, for any manager, you'll just want to get your, your players in as quickly as possible um, so you know he signed Latoury he signed Danda and I think <clears throat> when you look at the evidence have another Ross County have another gulp unfortunately for like Malky and previous managers there's always a huge turnover because you know players might be come for a year you, you, you'll have five or six mainstays but that's just something that he's got to deal with but Malky's very good he's got good contacts and he works the market very well and I'm sure these guys will do well for Ross County Chris uh, is producing uh, today uh, and he's just nudging me every now and again, not not literally, not physically, but uh, he was just saying that uh, Harry Clark's gone to Stoke City. So he's yeah. ended up getting a really good move out of that. Was at Arsenal, of course, on loan <coughs> at Ross County, made an impact there. Then then he went on a loan to Hibs, um, played in the Scottish Cup semi-final and uh, and now he's gone to Stoke City. So um, and and I'm just trying to remember Regan Charles Cook. I think has gone to a Belgium. Belgian club, yeah. hasn't he? One, not one that was uh, that was well known to me. But they are top flight in Belgium, so it could be a great move to him. So that that's that's where these either loans or short term transfers c- can work brilliantly, can't they? Yeah. They, they they help out the team and they help out the individual as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you try your best to make it a two way street. You're putting yourself in the short window. You're helping the club do well. I mean, Regan Charles. Cook was a classic example. Ross County would have loved to have kept him, but there was no way he was going to stay with the greatest respect after the season that he just had. He's got his move. But for Malky Mackay, okay, it's a loss losing Charles Cook. 
but when he's sitting down with, he says he uses him as an example look what you can do look at Harry Clark he came mm. here he's got his move to Hibs he's away to Stoke so we're a good base for you we're a good place to put in the shop window we play football in the right way we go out and try and win every single game that we play you coach here you'll get coached here so yeah come and do us a turn and we'll help your, your, your career progress so everybody hopefully Rob over the course of a, of a campaign wins out of it what do you think uh, about um, Liam Scales? Um, it's a season-long loan from Celtic. He's uh, he's 23, and I think Jimmy Goodwin is saying it will be left centre back for him. It won't be left back that he intends to play him. And um, David Bates was playing that yeah. position, but very right-footed for yeah. Aberdeen last season. Oh, bring extra balance to the, to the Aberdeen um, backbone, which was very much needed. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good move. You know, he had a couple of good games. For Celtic, does he look to me like a, like a, you know, a Celtic first team player? No, squad player. But again, this is a chance for him to go and get 30, 40 games under his belt and show Celtic what they're missing. Or if he's not quite at the level of Celtic, then Aberdeen's a right good level mm. as well. So, you know, Jim clearly knows a lot about him. Liam Scales is, is up for that challenge as well of, of, you know, another move, moving up north and go and get his, his teeth into a, a good football club who, you know, are going to very quickly have to show what they're all about this season. Yeah, he's a former uh, Republic of Ireland <coughs> under-21 international. He is 23, uh, Liam Scales. He came from Shamrock Rovers, 13 appearances, two goals. Uh, he's Aberdeen's second signing in a couple of days because yesterday they announced that uh, right-back uh, Jaden Richardson had signed from Nottingham Forest. He's 21 uh, on a three-year deal um, talking about Liam Scales uh, Jim Goodwin the Aberdeen manager said he's a strong character he's got a winning mentality um, and you just get the feeling at the moment these are an important few days and few weeks for Jim Goodwin and Aberdeen uh, recruitment will tell all because they were way below what they should have been last season um, and, and this is a crucial window for him and the club yeah I mean he's got to hit the ground running Jim knows that he's an experienced enough manager he knows that his spell at Aberdeen in the latter part of last season wasn't good enough he's taken action by getting rid of a lot of players and there's, there's still more that he wants to move out so he's, he's basically gutting the place um, right through the team I've just picked up more than four million quid for Calvin Ramsey I think eventually Lewis Ferguson will go in this window probably around two, 2.2 million so that gives him a chance to, to reinvest and one thing we know about Dave Cormack for all his critics he'll back his managers this time last year he really backed Stephen Glass didn't work out but he'll back Jim Goodwin but Jim knows to get the Aberdeen fans on side and to keep the chairman on side they've got to hit the ground running in the first half of dozen games of the season and in the League Cup when it starts um, next month Rob and really get into a rhythm quickly but again like we're saying about Malky Mackay for, uh, for every manager but for Jim he'll be delighted getting these players in and getting a chance to work with them ahead of the League Cup starting ahead of the, 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 the last weekend in July when the, the League campaign gets underway uh, properly so that that's good you know they, they don't want players coming in with, with a week to go they, they want them in now and that's what's happening I saw there was a bid um, <coughs> just the other day for Lewis Ferguson one and a half million I think it was from Millwall yeah. um, but I'm pretty sure Aberdeen were saying no to two and a half million uh, yeah. a year ago and I can't think Lewis Ferguson's gone backwards since then he's become a Scotland international since yeah. then he's also scored 16, prim 16 goals for the club yeah um, I, I know what you're saying but but you know, also I think the time's right for, for Lewis Ferguson to go. Mm -hmm. And I think that Aberdeen know that too. So, yeah, they might have got two and a half last uh, last summer, but they didn't for whatever reason, whether they knocked it back or the bids just weren't quite up to the mark. So, 
Um, it depends what a club wants to play for them and again it depends how much Lewis wants to push to, to move his, his career on but I think one way or another Lewis Ferguson will go what the transfer fee is I think it will be over 2 million will it be closer to 3? no I don't think so I think it will be the, the lower twos the other thing uh, to mention at the moment that that, uh, that has come out in the last couple of days, not a, not a transfer story, uh, but a very positive story, that's for sure, is the fact that Hearts have uh, sold upwards of 14,000 yeah. season tickets already. That's a 16-year high for them. And I think that phrase, uh, there's a buzz about the place, is pretty appropriate and gorgy at the moment. Yeah, it is. And, you know, credit to Robin Nielsen, the staff, the players, you know, and Budge, Andrew McKinley, everybody involved. You know, they've worked really hard. They had a great season last season. You know, had third place cemented with with about two months of the season to go. They got to the Scottish Cup final. Their performance was disappointing at Hamden eh, last month against Rangers. But all things considered, what a great season and great to see the Hearts fans responding. You know, they're very loyal. Um, Robbie's had to come through a sticky sp- spell with the Hearts supporters after losing to Broader Rangers um, in the Cup eh, 18 months ago. But they're all on the same page. Um, at the moment a lot of them to live up to now because mm. you know they're now or the Hearts fans will see them established as the best of the rest behind Celtic and Rangers um, but the Hearts fans and Robbie will also want to see them <clears throat> take more points off Celtic take more points off Rangers and, and that's a challenge that they'll have yeah definitely uh, onwards and upwards for Hearts uh, next season and European football of course guaranteed for them up till Christmas they've got a playoff in the Europa League uh, and then they've got six even if they lose that they've got six games in the conference uh, group stages we're only about two and a half weeks away it just doesn't seem too long since last season ended but I'm pretty sure we're only about two and a half weeks away from the League Cup uh, kicking off the Premier Sports Cup um, and of course end of July uh, for the start of the Premiership uh, campaign but lots to come between now and then and you do feel that the transfer stories are picking up The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go. Well, it's that time of year where can you hear a name and you think, never heard of him before. And very quickly, these names can become very familiar in the course of the scene, very successful as well. Um, Andrew Postacoglu is the one that comes to mind from a year ago. Uh, we weren't too sure. We are very sure now. And he never stops. That's his theme tune. And uh, it's phase one completed as far as he's concerned, a title and the League Cup. Um, but very ambitious to do lots uh, more. Alpha Semedo is one of those names that uh, we might uh, get more familiar with in the coming days because Celtic are being connected with the midfielder at the moment. Um, it's a loan and an option to buy is uh, what is being proposed. He's with Vitoria Guimaraes in Portugal at the moment. He's had loans previously from Benfica to Nottingham Forest and to Reading in England. Uh, so it very much sounds like he's on a Jota-style pathway, uh, having been with Benfica, uh, then had some loan action, um, and now it could be uh, another loan, but with a, a view to a permanent move um, to Celtic from uh, Vitoria Guimaraes. How do you like the sound of that one, Mark? Well, one thing, you know, you, you look at when players have been linked with Celtic, you think... The home up will have been proper, Rob. We'll be sort of, you know, he's had a career down south. I don't recall him um, at all. Victoria Guimaraes, um, an established Portuguese top flight team, but not your Benfica, Sporting Lisbon, Portos um, types. But um, it gives him a chance to see him if, if that information is correct in terms of a loan deal at first, how he likes the club, 
out of the club like him there's not a huge financial outlay and if it works you go and try and get the deal over the line as is the case with Jota um, as as they have done now with 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 Cantlow Vickers so yeah I, I don't mind loan deals at all I don't like to see a lot of them but mm. I understand why in certain situations a, a loan deal can be beneficial and if that's the way Celtic want to go about this one then yeah I, I would certainly with, with the way Ange Postecoglou has, has worked in the past 12 months you, you'd have to trust his judgement yeah and um, he is getting the job done isn't he in terms of uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers that's a loan to a permanent move let's not forget Dyson Maida as yeah. well who was a loan and that's now a permanent it does seem as if Jota it's just a matter of any day now um, and those will be three key signings that were very much part of the team last season um, but to have them on a permanent basis does take it a step <laughs> forward and then it's all about bringing in the likes of potentially Alpha Semedo and others um, who are going to improve things yet further let's not forget he made 15 signings in his first year in charge and uh, very few of them went wrong Mark 10, 11, 12 probably you know very very uh, successful if you think through you know the starting 11 most weeks from Joe Hart to Juranovic uh, to Cartler Vickers to Jota to Abada to Kyogo to Giacomakis to Hitati you know all sprinkled through the team um, Abada success, Abada you know great success stories the January window for me was was you know clinched the title and one thing that he demanded from his employers, the hierarchy, was back me and get them in now. Like he's doing. I want him mm. in the start of the window. I want five or six weeks to work with these guys. Not five or six days. So, you know, Celtic are back to training pretty quickly. <clears throat> they don't have a League Cup football. They don't have European qualifiers. So everything's geared towards the opening day of the season against Aberdeen. Getting a good number of games under their belt. Then getting into the Champions League draw um, and seeing who they get in the, in the tournament proper. So, you know, it should be a really smooth um, period for Celtic. And as long as they get the players that the manager wants, you know, you can see Celtic hitting the ground running. I think, you know, they'll very much the team to catch next season because there's a certainty about them because they know the funds that they're working with. This is a great period that the club's not had for God knows how long. Because I think if, if you look at the previous seven years, only qualified twice, seven cracks at the Champions League in seven years only made it twice mm-hmm. so there was never that certainty about what the manager had to work with what the board knew that they were going to give the manager because most of it depended on whether you get into the Champions League or not and five times out of seven Celtic didn't but now they know they're in it and they've got a manager that, that they trust and they dare not let down the hierarchy dare not back them yeah, I mean, they're building from a, a position of strength uh, based on what they did um, in the, the Premiership last season, winning by four points in the end. Never much doubt about the fact they were going uh, to do it. Uh, they'll want to defend the title. They'll want to be making uh, an impact in the Champions League, having won that big prize to get straight into the group stages. There is uncertainty at Rangers, despite the the fact that Conor Goldson looked as if he was going and now he's staying. A four-year deal. Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor have signed up for another year as well. That gives a lot of experience, stability. Um, Scott Arfield, of course, has signed an yeah. extra year as well. So so that does give that that continuity. But there are question marks over the likes of Kent Morellis, Aribo, and I think Ryan Jack is in the same boat as go. well. He's got a year on his deal as well. So all these guys, you know, you either extend the deals if you can, or you think about selling. Well, they need to when you look at you look at Liverpool, they couldn't get money to sign a new deal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what'd they do? They sell them. 
<coughs> and they've sold them for 35 million quid. That's the range I've got to do and that's where the business need to, needs to take on. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will understand that. That's a good thing about those coach types. They just they know it's business. Mm. So you sit down, providing you want them to stay and extend, I'm sure in the, in the case of the four players that you mentioned, they would. But see if they don't, you need to go and get the best deal that you can for them because um, their heart's not going to be in it uh, the same. Um, you don't want a, a potential eight, nine, ten million pounds asset sitting depreciating week after week after week. So <clears throat> there's a business decision to be made, and very quickly Rangers will need to do it because you know they don't have the certainty of Champions League football. But they're sitting with four good assets with a year to go. You know you've got to look if they're not going to stay. You've got to look at selling at least two of them, Rob. That's just the way business works, and that's yeah. what Rangers have, 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 have will be look at looking at doing it. And you, and you go and try and get the best deal that you possibly can um, for the football club. It's all Fred Morales' 26th <coughs> birthday. It's uh, five years ago that he signed. It was the it's five years on the first of July, um, and uh, across that five years, I don't think there have been too many weeks, far less years, where we haven't been talking about uh, a potential transfer for him. But he's he stayed. He's scored goals at the well at the highest level. He could have scored goals for Rangers in that time. Uh, Europa League. He's he scored European goals for fun. He's got a great reputation. But it, obviously, when you get into the the final year of your contract, what Rangers could get for him, uh, that's very much affected, isn't it? Because because it, it's counting down on his deal. Because the, the figures I've heard in the last little while have been something of the order of six, seven, eight million. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you think, really? For Alfredo Morales? But his, his deal is counting down. He's got a year to go, Rob. And if, you know... Clubs are given encouragement to come in from just now, and you know it's not just about Rangers doing it. It's about Morelos's agent who will actively be looking to get his client the best possible deal. <clears throat> so um, clubs will know. Well, he's not going to sign. Rangers will know. Well, he's not going to sign. So what do we do? Seven million, the best offer we've got. So do we take the seven, or do we do we take nothing a year from now? It's a no-brainer. Should we be worth more than that? Yeah, I would say it should be. <clears throat> but with a year to go. And that's where Rangers have, you know, they'll learn from things like this. Mm. Um, uh, you, you've got to be ahead of the game. But it could well be Morelos stays. You, you never know. Maybe he might not fancy the options he's got um, and might want to fatten up the deal that he's got at Rangers and, and stay and try and help the club get in the Champions League and get the title back from Celtic. We don't know. Um, but all we do know, we, we are a year to go. You know, Rangers as a business, um, you know, I'm saying they've got big decisions to make. They have. But for me, it's no-brainer decisions um, as well. You know, if you're talking about purely as a business, guys, we're yet to go. If they're not going to stay, you establish. Do you want to stay? Can we get you to stay? If you can, great. If you can't, we need to move you on. We need to sell you because you're worth millions and millions of pounds, and you don't want that to depreciate and to be worth nothing twelve months from now. It, from a business point of view, it makes absolutely no sense to let it run down. And at a big club, you, you have to have loads of options as well. You have to have loads of alternatives because you're guessing what might happen and it might not happen. But, you, you know, things like, not, not just those four we've mentioned who, who might have to be sold if they ain't going to extend their deal, um, but Calvin Bassey. Um, we're we're going to be talking every day about Calvin Bassey, I would imagine. Um, and were he to go, it wouldn't just be a, a position to be filled in the team and the squad. But it would also be money to serious money to play with that that you you're not sure you're getting. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> the potentials of the serious money. He is the <clears throat> the biggest asset 
in terms of saleable value um, at the club. But he's a guy that you should really be working on to stay. Rob, he's a guy that should really mm. be sitting down and really fattening up his contract. Even that means you only keep him for another year, but you're selling him on <clears throat> because he's not in the position of a year to go. So for me, you're look, if you're wanting to raise money, you're looking at the four guys that you mentioned, two, two or three of them. You know, mm. but for for a Bassi, I think that's a different story. Now again, if somebody comes on, we have a ridiculous offer. You've got to sell. Again, it's a business thing. You, you, you've got to do it. Um, but the way I would see it is my first thought on somebody like Bassi would be, um, I don't want to sell him because we could. There's others that we can sell with a year to go to bring mm. in millions and millions. Yeah. But with somebody like Bassi, I want him here for at least the next year. Let's go and give him an extra X amount of pounds a week. He's happy. It's settled. And see, this time next year, if he has a season that he's just had, particularly in the last six months, then he can go because you you don't mm. stand in the way. It comes to a natural end. Um, and and that's what I would see possibly this time next year. But right now, um, I know it's easy for me to say when potentially millions and millions on the table for, for Bassey, but I would be looking to keep him all day long. And if you have to sell... You're looking at the guys we we are here to go. Yeah, and that and it would seem like that that's an investment worth making. Giving ramping up his his money big time, giving him a new deal, uh, and working on the basis that if if we're talking around twenty five million now, um, if if he continues to progress at this rate of knots that he has been doing, then he's going to be worth even more come come next summer. If he if he if he has another season like he's had at a good level, only if he's in the Champions League group. You only you'll only mm. get above figures like that if you're yeah. playing Champions League football, yeah. you know, or if you're playing for a, you know, one of the top European countries, you know, you you you, you know, he's proven himself in the Europa League, he's proven mm. himself at SPFL level, but if you're getting into like, <coughs> you know, tens and tens of millions of pounds, I think you've also mm. got to show at, 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 at the Champions League, and that's where Rangers, are a football club, you know, that's where <coughs> a decade ago, when Yaman Foster. They were doing it at the Champions League level, Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. They were doing it at Champions League. So that's the next step for Rangers and the next step for guys like, like Bassi of, of being part of that. Well, the first thing they've got to do is show that they can get Rangers through the qualifiers. They failed last year against Malmo mm-hmm. under Steven Gerrard. So they've got to take the next step and do it this year. It won't be straightforward, but they'll have a good chance um, of doing it. And then if you get to that level, <clears throat> bearing in mind what you've had in the Europa League the past two or three seasons, you think, why? You, know, that, you think, Oof, mm. that's when you hit the absolute proper man actually you're talking record transfer fees and yeah. beyond so there's another potential decision point then uh, there uh, around the time of, of the Champions League qualifiers if Rangers don't make it and there, mm. there is still good money around and a lot of interest around for Calvin Bassey the fact you're not going to get to the Champions yeah. League you're not going to ramp up his value if you're getting a really big offer that might be the time at which you take it yeah you might have to but again that's what I'm saying you, you try and really establish what is happening to Kent what is happening to Morelos so therefore let's just say Rangers don't make the Champions League and they want to bring in £15 million pounds, just for talking sake so do you sell Morelos and Kent to try and get that money or do you sell Bassi mm-hmm. so I think the ideal scenario would be you probably sell Morelos and Kent you want to keep but depending who you who you recruit mm-hmm. as well you don't yeah. want to lose a scorer and you know, um, somebody like Kent. But if you know, if you're not making the Champions League money, you need to bring money in. That's where <coughs> you know you, you've always got to be ahead of the game. You know, that's where Ross Wilson and the hierarchy, you know, they, they should be steps ahead, and I'm sure they are 
there's a, a number of different scenarios. Being in the Champions League, nobody in the Champions League. Have we sold Kent yet? Has he signed a new deal yet? What's on the table for Bassey? Do we want him to stay? How much are we giving him? All those kind of things um, go into the pot and then you start making decisions based on based on that. And interestingly, uh, as we talk there about qualifying or not qualifying for the Champions League, uh, the man who scored a couple of goals um, a year ago for Pauk, uh, well, no, sorry, he was playing for, he was on loan at Malmo at the time, but he's currently with Pauk in Greece. Uh, Antonio Kolak uh, scored twice against Rangers uh, to knock them out of the, the Champions League qualifiers a year ago. He now is being linked with a move to Rangers. Yeah, yeah and, and this, this is the season where. <coughs> people say oh it's paper talk but there's probably you know you know likes of Rangers and, and maybe Celtic to a lesser extent but there's maybe interest in 20 players now that doesn't make you say you want to sign the 20 but they'll be you know they'll be categorised mm-hmm. um, so therefore guys like that yeah they probably are on the radar doesn't make you say they're going to sign doesn't make you say they're in dialogue but they'll be on the radar yep uh, the rumour machine is uh, starting to move at a fair old pace at the moment. Some of them will happen, some of them won't. A fascinating summer is well underway in Scottish football. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean, Mark Greedy are here. Mark's throat permitting for the last uh, 15 minutes. He's going to get there. He is a trooper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, he'll get there in the end um, just looking a bit further afield Arsenal uh, have uh, confirmed uh, that there's a new Vieira on the playing staff no pressure with that surname it's Fabio uh, Vieira this time he's come from Porto on a long term deal it's about £34 million pounds. Uh, uh, you are into a whole different ball game financially when you're talking uh, about deals uh, down among the top clubs in England when we think about the, the figures we talk about in uh, Scottish football just looking at some of the free agents at the moment uh, around the English football scene and maybe a little bit further afield as well Paul Pogba uh, he is available if you've got a few quid to throw at him in the summer um, Gareth Bale of course Christian Eriksen has got, has yeah. got through his uh, short term deal with Brentford there's talk about Man United with him other names Mark like uh, Jesse Lingard Usman Dembele Ankel Di Maria Edinson Cavani, Fernandinho, Luis Suarez. There's there's some deals to be done. There's a few crackers. I, mean, I think it's established that um, Manu want to sign Eriksen, but um, and I can understand why he's a top player. And thankfully, you know, he's fully recovered from his health issue at Euro 2020. And if I was Man United, um, I, I would have, I would be thinking about Gareth Bale. You know, would be on mm-hmm. a free transfer. Yeah, um, Rob now. Potentially Bale and Ronaldo on the same um, team again. I know they're not what they were when, they, when Real Madrid together, mm-hmm. you know, seven or eight years ago. Davy Moyes trying to sign um, Gareth Bale from Spurs when he took over from Sir Alex in the summer of 2013. It was very, very close. At the last minute, um, Real Madrid came in. But you know, look, Gareth Bale, why not? A free transfer. Still um, capable of amazing yeah, moments. Ab- absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, Man United at the moment. I don't think they're going to get the players that, let's say, Liverpool, Man City are, are shopping about for. So I think United, it's a, it's a slower build. It's getting players in place to help them get back to the top. Um, so it's a stage-by-stage stage, uh, process. Um, can Bale help them do that? Yeah, I mean, a potential match winner. Of course he is. Is, is he a good pro? Would they be up for it at Man United? All day long. Absolutely all day long. 
it's a, it's a, I know he'll, he'll command a hefty wage, but it's a no-brainer for me, somebody like that on a free transfer. Aidan McGeady uh, has been a special player uh, for a long, long time. I think he's 36 uh, now. There is talk of him uh, coming back to Scottish football and joining up with Lee Johnson at uh, a Hibs. I heard an interesting interview with Lee Johnson at the weekend. He was being pretty evasive when it came to the subject of, of Aidan McGeady, but he sounds he sounds a really interesting guy. I'm, I must admit, I, when I heard that trans, that managerial appointment had been made, I, I wasn't totally sure. Um, but he certainly he talks a really good game. He sounds he sounds very impressively Johnson, I think, and yeah. uh, and he's just starting to put some pieces in place now. And McGeady could be one. Well, they've worked together before, so you know, um, um, Lee Johnson will know the pros and cons. <coughs> Aiden will know the pros and cons. Um, Aiden lives back up here now, from what I'm led to believe. So you know, geographically, um, that would suit him. Hibs is a big club, got their own training ground, points to prove. Um, next season so yeah I can see a lot of why that would um, be something that could be on the <clears throat> on the horizon uh, Lee Johnson remember when he played up here his dad Gary was a character as well mm-hmm, spoke well you look at Lee's CV down the road a couple of sackings that happens Rob every manager down the road gets sacked mm-hmm. at some point they all get sacked and, and they don't bother about it they just go from job to job <clears throat> I think we bother a wee bit more about it as if it's like a kind of stain on your CV not, not anymore and I don't think it's a nice word anyway sacked You know, it's not a word that we should be using anymore um, in the modern day because it happens that quickly and, and owners are so impatient fans are so impatient it's totally unfair um, on managers um, so yeah uh, Lee Johnson he'll get in about it and like we're talking about with Jim Goodwin Lee's exactly the same needs it's a to critical get off to time start. isn't it yeah. absolutely needs to get off to our right yeah. good start to get the fans on side the hierarchy on side and show that they're heading in the right direction yeah, I mean, these are both both clubs that are very much in the same boat. They finished bottom half. They expected a whole lot better. They expect, expected to be preparing for a European qualifiers at the moment and not the League Cup. That, that's not the way it's meant to be for, no. for those two teams. And particularly, you know, what's even sore for Hibs, they look across the city at how, what Hearts are doing. You know, we just mentioned there, we were more than 14,000 season tickets sold, cup final, third place, by a distance um, in the league. Um so therefore, that you know, it's a double whammy for Hibs. They've underachieved, but they look across the road at their great rivals. And think, my goodness, you know, they've had a right good season, and 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 we have been limping along. And again, it just goes to show you, there's no point in looking back. But something you know, better the devil you know, it was the wrong decision to get rid of Jack Ross from the day. Yeah. I mean, that that is on Ron Gordon. That was the wrong decision to do that. But they've got Lee Johnson now. Jack Ross is in it. Dundee United as well. And wish Jack um, all the best. Um, Tam Courts. Um, was terrific for Dundee United last season. He's away to Honved. But good luck to Jack. Mm. He's a he's a fine young manager, good coach, and um, hopefully he'll do well at Dundee United. Yeah, that could be um, just what they need. Um, although it was a major surprise, obviously, when when Tam Course departed, because you thought after the season he had uh, that he would be keen to kick it on and take Dundee United back into European football and just develop things in mm. in the way he's done. Fair play, <coughs> fair play to him. Uh, it looked as if he was going to Croatia at one point. That seemed to fall apart, uh, and then Honved popped up, and and it's it, time there. Up. He's maybe looked at it and thought, I don't know if I can take them any further. I've got a chance to go and try something different. Mm. Um, he's a young man, um, so again, it's about timing it right. Will he ever have a better season than what he's just had at Dundee United in terms of bringing three or four kids through top half the at the table comfortably? Um, so he might think, you know what, I'm, I'm hot just now. I might not be hotter. Um, I, w- I want to try European football good on him and uh, he's taking his chance so yeah for, for Tam Coates as well good luck to him young Scottish coach and you want to see them doing well 
You mentioned the Scottish football version of <coughs> musical Cheers, which uh, which saw Jack Ross, who was at Hibs, taking over uh, at Dundee United. I was just looking at the the managerial lineup for for next season in the Premiership. Ange Postecoglou, of course, uh, can do no wrong at Celtic uh, after his amazing year. Giovanni van Bronckhorst, looking forward to his first um, pre-season with Rangers as manager. Looking forward to his first full season. Robbie Nielsen, have spoken about all those season tickets, 14,000 and upwards at the moment. He's done an amazing job. Lots of hard fans, of course. Very, not so very long ago, wanted him out. So Jack Ross is in at Dundee United. Graham Alexander, who's on a bit of a roller coaster at times at Motherwell. Sometimes they were calling for his head. The next, they were wanting him to have an extended contract. He's still there. Malky Mackay is making moves, as we were saying earlier in the show, at Ross County. He's putting pieces in place again. Davy Martindale is a fixture at Livingston. Lee Johnson, the new man at Hibs. Jim Goodwin, pretty much the new man at Aberdeen, but he did have a dozen or so games at the end of the season, and that didn't really go too well. Um, not as well as he would have thought it would have gone that's for sure Stephen Robinson had a sticky start at St Mirren um, but he will get a run at it this time he'll make changes he's bringing in uh, some players I noticed he's bringing in Ryan Strain uh, a right back from Maccabee Haifa um, and his grandfather was a St Mirren Hall of Famer Jerry Baker who was in Paisley uh, between 1958 and 1960 he scored 66 goals in 81 games wow. uh, Jerry Baker and then he went on to Manchester City <coughs> um, so there's a real family connection there with Ryan Strain uh, signing up with St Mirren so Stephen Robinson there Callum Davidson of course uh, who had longest such a, a manager yeah ab- absolutely yeah. coming through uh, a really tough season uh, and he will hope it will be dramatically different this time around and of course the new addition uh, on the on the managers having got Kilmarnock promoted Derek McInnes so that's yeah. the managerial lineup. yeah all good all, all good managers um, Rob all likeable um, characters as well and all under different types of pressure to deliver different types of things whether that's be staying up whether that's to be top six whether that's to, to, to push hearts and third and, and and obviously for the for the top two it's uh, it's about winning the league I mean last season was pretty unusual in the fact that I think in, in, in different ways both sets of supporters were satisfied mm-hmm. obviously Celtic winning back the league Rangers by getting to a European final and, and winning Silverway winning the Scottish Cup for the first time in 11-12 years yeah. uh, won the Scottish Cup so both sets of fans were happy um, in different ways. Can that happen again this time next year? No, I don't think so. So therefore, they'll, they'll need to be, between Pastor Coglu and Van Bronckhorst, they'll need to be a winner and a loser next yeah. season. Uh, but, you know, as I said earlier in the programme, Celtic very much the team um, to catch the most settled uh, in terms of there's more certainty at the club in terms of, you know, what they can do because they know they've got the Champions League money whereas Rangers have, you know, have got to navigate their way through the qualifiers before they know exactly their, their, their financial position moving forward for the for the rest of the season um, but listen interesting times pre-season lots of signings still to come a few big names moving out as well I wouldn't be surprised um, over the next few weeks but uh, I really enjoyed last season I thought it was a really good season <clears throat> lots of clubs achieved in, in different ways and I don't think this season is going to be any different, um, Rob. I think it's going to be another cracker. And also, be interesting to see how the clubs cope by coming back after the unusual timing of the of the winter break, if you want to call it that way, a World mm-hmm. Cup on and different yeah. players that might be involved at the World Cups when fatigue sets in, how the players deal with it, how they deal with the January window as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, to the, to the new season. 
the championship's going to be intriguing as well. It always is. I mean, yeah. in, in different ways. I mean, there have obviously been seasons when Rangers and Hearts and Hibs have been down there and that's added, given it a little bit of added uh, sparkle, maybe a bit of extra intrigue. But it's going to be so competitive this time around as well. And, and maybe there's as much focus on the teams coming up this time into the championship as there is on the teams already there. And Or in the case of Dundee and Gary Boyer, a team that's gone down because you've got Owen Coyle leading Queen's Park into the championship. And you've got Jim McIntyre yeah. now at the helm at Cove Rangers. Yeah, you know, two really experienced managers. You think of Oni, managed at the highest level down south, been in European football, <coughs> you know, a sterling career um, up here as well. And down the road, Jimmy McIntyre won the, the, the League Cup with Ross County, took them into the top six. So good for him at, at Cove Rangers. Paul Hartley's away down to Hartlepool. You see Gary Boyer and Dundee. I think Dundee will probably start his favourites, Rob, um, for the yeah, title, probably. Yeah. Inverness. You know, we've yep. one or two players to under Billy Dodds, bit of stability there, unlucky not to to, to come up the way to them so far. Um Wraith Rovers. Um you know, there's a new manager in there, Ian Murray. That's right. Yeah, Wraith right. Rovers. Um and then you've got Air United who who managed to to stay up under Lee Bullen. So you would look to kick on and of course Ian McCall at Partick Thistle. So you know, I think the top four is there for anybody. One in mm. the league, I'm not quite sure you I, I want to see how the, the squads shape up over the next six or seven weeks. But I think any one of the 10 teams could force a way into the top four, including Cove Rangers and, and, and Queen's Park. So I think that you're right, Rob, the championship's again going to be an absolute cracker. And we haven't mentioned their broth as well under Dick Campbell. <laughs> so yeah. look, can they get into the top four again? Absolutely. It'll be tough for them, but you couldn't rule any of the teams out from being in the top four. I think the title will come down to two, possibly three, but the top four is open for all. Can I congratulate you on getting through the last hour? Well done. Uh, some lubrication <laughs> Thanks, for your throat required. Thanks to Chris for sorting <laughs> yeah, out exactly. water and some Haribo. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dr. Uh, Doctor Mitchell coming up with the goods uh, today. We're back tomorrow night coming up with the goods uh, on the football chat front. The Go Radio Football Show returning uh, tomorrow. Uh, Paul with Peter Grant uh, in the studio. Um, and uh, look forward to your company then live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.com. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.